Welcome to the One One Podcast. My name is Father Dan. I'm with Kevin Wells. He came all the way down to Chalco, Mexico to spend time with me, to have an opportunity with the girls. We decided to film the podcast here in the gymnasium, all alone, an opportunity to just tell the story of the girls. Father, it's great to be here. I got lost on the way to Bowie, Route 50 East. I don't know what happened. But Father, I tell you what, I'm always fired up to be in Mexico. It's incredible to be here. So let's get going on the One to One Podcast. Welcome, folks, to the One to One Podcast. Collingsworth, I'm Howie Long. This is the real McCoy here. Father, thank goodness we got out of that rat house. What was going on in there? Look, folks, we had an idea that after the mass, we were going to do a live podcast, and we had this like whiteboard, and then we thought we'd move the whiteboard, and then it would all work, and that went over pretty well. As you saw, 3,300 girls screaming, so we figured you couldn't hear us. You'd want to look at them, not us, so sorry. We came to the garden by the hacienda where Father Al started his mission. And so, sorry about that. A little introduction, a little bit of noise might have woken you up to the mission here. So, so here's where we are. Father Dan just introduced it. This is the Hacienda in 1989 when Father Al was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. You know, most folks, when they're in the throes of that type of disease, they have three years to live. Well, they settle down and just take it easy. Not Father Al. Uh, he was told by the Sisters of Mary and really a bishop. Hey, look, you can handle this. If Mary is calling you to Mexico, it's time to go. And he was a little uneasy. So finally, a bishop in the Philippines says, look, Father Al, this is your unfinished symphony. This is where you will go to die. And the Sisters of Mary and the Virgin of the Poor, they will finish this. They will keep this going. So we're here now. We thought it'd be a good spot to be in the place where it all started. Everything out in front of us, which you can't see right now, was acres and acres of carrot fields. That's all that Father Al and a few sisters saw back in 89 and 90. So we're here now in Chalco, Mexico. This is where Father Dan has been since last July. So Father, when I think about you and I think about Father Al, really what you're doing here is you're just extending the best you can as a priest what Father Al brought to Mexico. Well, yeah, his, his mission was you know, we started here in Mexico and it spread down to Honduras and Guatemala and Brazil. So I'm trying to keep up with him, which is virtually impossible to keep up with the saint. So I'm just keeping his breath alive in the sacramental life and bringing that to the kids and bringing it to the sisters. As I study his life, I realize so much about him and his immense, immense energy that he had. So, Father, you speak of energy. <clears throat> Yesterday, for the first time, I followed you around. I know, I saw you. Yeah, was, you smell you me or you see me? <laughs> you followed me everywhere I went. So, 
so to you viewers, I, I want to let you know. So I, I knew Father Dan, Father Dan back in the States, but I had never been a parishioner at any of his parishes. So I decided I'll give it a shot. I, I need to tell you this. Uh, yesterday I got up at 4.30, where Father Dan starts the Holy Hour every day for the sisters and others, at 4.30 in the morning, and the day took off. What, if my counting is correct, Father, tell me if I'm missing it. I believe you celebrated five masses yesterday. Is that? Yeah, yesterday was a little unusual, but usually it's usually most days I do four. You know, just to, because of the need. The chapels are, can't hold a thousand kids, so I gotta spread myself out so the girls can go to daily mass when they want to. So, Father, yeah. So five masses, um, some hours of, a, of of adoration, some confessions, times for confession. Uh, last night at 7 o'clock from 7 to 9, I saw a beautiful retreat that you led for the fifth-year students. They'll, they'll be gone in three months. So you really hit hard with what the girls will Experience. be confronted with. And, and I saw the tissue box being passed around. There were sniffles. They were, they were writing in their journal, and teardrops were falling into their journals. Uh, it was a beautiful day. I was exhausted. You were like, hey, Kevin, come on, what's next? And I was like, I'm going to bed. So, so, so uh, Father, I just want to say it was 16 hours of wall-to-wall, what seemed to me, Father Al. And I'll say this. I'm going to pass it to you. You told me once, and I never forgot this. You said, Kevin, all, I, all I'm doing here is I'm trying to keep up with Father Al. He kicks me in the teeth. I've learned about his life. So all I can do is just try and keep up with him. Well, that's the goal. You know, yesterday was not unusual, I mean, to be very honest, but... Um, it's a sacramentally full life, so I'm always just trying, you know, I've got five kids, five, five grades, and there's many needs in each grade, so to speak. And parents would understand that, grandparents would understand, you've got to take care of each kid, otherwise it looks lopsided. So last night was really beautiful, it was a chance to really speak to the girls that are graduating and tell them how much confidence I have in them and how much Father Al has and the sisters have and how they have to live with confidence. So, Father, you say live with confidence. I'm going to put you on the spot. So last night I was thinking with those 70 girls jammed into this small chapel on the seventh floor of Building 3, I was thinking, what does Father Dan really want to do most for these girls? If you could boil it down, a year, a year from now, what will these graduates look like in the world? Well, if they go into the world, some of them that want to go to graduate, go on to college, some of them will settle down and maybe they'll be thinking about the sacrament of marriage or even a vocation. You know, and really just coming alive in the path, continuing the path of formation into living a good, holy life. That's what the sisters want for them. Whatever God wants, wherever God wants them, all the sisters really want is just do something beautiful for God. Yeah. Just do something great, you know, for God. So you want to you cast out missionaries? Oh, yeah. I want them going into the world and evangelizing their families. I mean, that was Father Al's mission, going into the world and bring God, bring the Lord, bring Our Lady to people that are suffering and to use their talent to, in the best way they can. Yeah, so you know, you, you talk about talents. Every now and then, the Sisters of Mary will produce athletes or musicians. You know, some, they're not the greatest. Sometimes, it, it reminds me sometimes, you know, they, they coach them up and they're almost like musicians on that old show, Hee Haw, where they yeah. play the jug or the harmonica <laughs> or the tin flute. They're not the greatest musicians. I don't know, Father, I don't know if you know, I, I don't mean to mock them or, or humble them, but, but uh, what, what's your feeling about what they produce sometimes? Man, sometimes the, the sisters produce somebody good, and sometimes they really blow it. But every once in a while, they, there's so many kids with so many talents, man. We just, 
We just got to give them a chance because in them, in them, are these incredible talents. I think, Fowler, I think we, we actually have one today that we brought with us. Yeah, I yanked one over from Korea, folks. Why don't you, why don't you listen to this guy? This guy is a, is a rookie, played with Yo-Yo Ma, and this is a graduate of the Sisters of Man. story but you think of the work with Father Al if Father Al had never accepted the mission to Korea Leo would never be playing that and there's thousands of them like that in the world that are they're the unfinished symphony this is the unfinished symphony and they must they're playing they're playing in musical instruments athletes raising Catholic families working sanctifying their day beautiful. Father, that's it. Leo is the Unfinished Symphony, literally uh, and metaphorically. And, and just briefly, Leo shared a little bit with me this morning. Folks, what I'm about to say is, is astonishing, but Leo was, in a certain sense, trained by Yo-Yo Ma, the greatest cellist in the world. They have conversations back and forth. Leo told me that he was a professional orchestral musician in France, in Germany last year. But he felt, as he traveled around, an emptiness. He would play in a concert, go home at night, and he felt detached from Christ and the Sisters of Mary. The Sisters of Mary took him into their home in Korea as an infant. He was adopted, His, he didn't have parents. So all these years later, in 2020, in the COVID season, he's playing in front of large crowds uh, socially distanced, and he felt a detachment. He said, I need the sisters. So he cut the cord, and he returned, and now he hangs out with Father Dan. Father Dan, <laughs> if you don't mind sharing, talk about your relationship with Leo now and how it's working. Well, Leo and I, we don't have much in common in terms of musical ability. I can't <laughs> sing and I can't dance, but Leo is in the morning with me in adoration every morning if, when I get to the chapel. He's now my altar boy lighting the candles as I'm, as I'm dragging my 53-year-old body into the chapel, and it's really beautiful. So I have a, I have a partner in, in crime and spirituality, and he plays at daily mass. It's quite beautiful, because how a graduate would come back and be the unfinished symphony on the holy ground is, is incredible. Korea coming to, to Mexico once again.
Very good. And Leo told me this morning, I was dead. I came here. Now I have life. This is where I want to be. I want to be around Christ. Holy priest like Father Dan, I want to be here. So it's just, it's just a, it, it's a story that is uncommon and rare, but it's here and it's real. With, with that said, I bring it back. The Sisters of Mary, 398 in seven countries, 17 different locations all over the world, they produce Leo. I've met two or three others this week that have stories very similar, believe it or not, to Leo. It is by your support of the Sisters of Mary, especially in this Sponsor a Sister program on worldvillages.org. You can read all about it. It's very easy. You click a link and you see. They produce orchestral musicians that hang out with Yo-Yo Ma that get fed by Christ. So please consider helping Father Dan, the 398 sisters, the 55 here in Chalco, the 30-some up in Guadalajara, Boys Town, sponsor a sister. You guys have done an exceptional job. You're feeding the beast, and you can do it. We can get them all, all 398 throughout the world. But right now, let's just focus on Mexico, Guadalajara, and Chalco. Keep it up, worldvillages.org. With that said, Father, is there anything you want to share before you give us a no, blessing? I, I just think it's incredible to think about the work that uh, sisters do in their father out. Because, you know, you don't minimize it, but when you really understand, there's so many like Leo. There's so many. And all they want is a chance to, to develop their talents. They don't even know they have the talents. They come here and they start to learn to dance and sing and do all these things and to study in a, in a safe culture, safe environment. And that's how it develops. So, no folks, beautiful, beautiful work. I, I'd like to say Leo is um, unusual, but he's one of us, okay? And may Almighty God bless you folks, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you folks.